Hi, this is Karen Berry, and you're listening to In the Field Magazine's podcast. In the Field Magazine was launched in November 2004 in Hillsborough County, and since then has grown into Polk County. We strive every day to create a bond with those who are directly involved in agriculture and also those who are not directly involved and to also build a better understanding of our industry. In the Field Magazine gives the reader and the advertiser updated and timely information concerning agriculture from local happenings to statewide events, feature stories, and interviews. Well, you're listening to In the Field Magazine's Everything Ag Podcast. My name is Karen Berry with my co-host Tiffany Dale with the Strawberry Growers Association. And today we're so excited to speak with uh, Gary Wishnatsky of Wish Farms. And Gary, thank you so much for the opportunity. We really, really appreciate this so much. Oh, well, thank you both for coming out today and having me on your show. Appreciate it. Yeah, Wish Farms, 100 years of sweetness since 19 what is it 22 22. oh my gosh i know that's major yeah that's huge (laughs) (laughs) Woo! all right yeah here we are at at the new wish farms headquarters i mean if you have an opportunity anyone that's been here it has been literally the talk of plant city and probably across the country for at least the last year now um you just can't imagine the detail that gary and his team has put into this place gary can you kind of just since we're here in the, is this the pixie room, right? This is the pixie room. Yeah, it's our little secret hidden room that not too many people know about. So. <laughs> well, yep. it's an honor. Can you just kind of <laughs> yeah. give us a quick overview on the place, where you came from, your previous office, and how all this kind of came to life? Yeah, we were on, on right adjacent to the old state farmer's market here in Plant City, and we'd been in that facility since the 1970s, I think, and uh, uh-huh. it was built in the 1960s, so it yeah. kind of was an old older facility. Yeah. We um, we were making do there for a long time, but we had out, totally outgrown it like seven or eight years ago, and we started looking for property, and we found this um, beautiful piece right here in Interstate 4. It was uh, cow pastures and old orange <laughs> grove. And yes. Yeah, it, it turned out beautiful. I mean, we got a nice lake on the property. So now we've added a, a blueberry farm on it. And we've it's really just a beautiful piece of property. And we've got this little pixie jungle, we call it, <laughs> next door to the office here with um, all path. these. A yeah, path, all yeah. the way around the lake. Yeah, it's um, it's really our it's kind beautiful. of a forever home. Yeah, we're really, really happy and lucky to have found this. Yeah, it's, it's great. Beautiful, it's beautiful. Um, so, the mindset of how what were your what was the dream to to get this into fruition for this wonderful headquarters? I mean, how did if if you've never been here and you get the opportunity, what a great opportunity it will be. Um, just every room has a meaning, really, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all of the conference rooms here are named after uh, employees of the past and oh. uh, family members of the past. That's awesome. uh, so that's uh, was kind of important to me to kind of honor folks, just like we did with our cutouts yeah. on the Interstate 4. But we started when we realized we needed to uh, build a new facility, and I, I, I thought, well, you know, we're going to do this once in my lifetime. I want to <laughs> make sure we do right, it right. Right, right, yes. And I wanted it to be something special. Mm-hmm. It, I thought it was important that we had a prime location on a major road, and Interstate 4. I don't know how much more prime you can get right. than that. No. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Because, you know, it's part about the, the branding of the company and, the, you know, the, the future growth is all around, you know, building the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that, that was, you know, the motivation for the location. You know, we wanted it to be convenient for our growers also, of course, our local growers. Sure. But it was, um, this, this seemed like the perfect location. It checked all the boxes for us. And you can't miss it when you're going down I-4, whichever direction you're going. So I know these people that aren't from here, if they're going to Disney World, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are we at Disney World already? <laughs> right. it, you know? <laughs> The pixie just has something yeah. magical about her. Yeah. yeah I think the, the tree, tree house. house. Yeah, yeah, the tree house. Yeah, the tree house definitely catches people's eyes going yeah. by. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the uh, tree house guys from Vermont. They had the DIY show for a couple years yeah. there. They came down a couple winters ago. <laughs> they loved being here in the winter since they're from Vermont. Right, <laughs> yeah. I bet. And they, yeah. they built that this beautiful treehouse for us, and it's air-conditioned. And we, we use it as a meeting room. It's used every, almost every day. Oh, that's great. So it's, um, it, it's really cool. You know, it's yeah. a whimsical room to, to meet in, but it's, it's relaxing. We intentionally didn't put any audiovisual um, screens in there or anything that right. was going to detract right. from the, you know, the, the ambiance of the room. And it's just right. kind of a cool collaborative space awesome. we built. It, it really is. is. Gary, when you kind of, it's obviously taken years of ideas. Was this sort of like a family dinner table conversation bringing all this to life? <laughs> or did employees have input? I mean, there's just so much detail. I'm curious, you know. Most what, of the employees' like? input I got was, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Say um, that again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we need a treehouse, really? <laughs> yeah. I said, of course we do. Um, yeah, we so, need yeah, a slide, too. Yeah, yeah, my son Nick and my daughter Elizabeth and my wife Teresa, you know, they all got involved a little bit and you know had some ideas and input. And, you know, My daughter Elizabeth did some of the decorating in here, and she came up with some of the crazy ideas like the phone room. Um, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so yeah. we've got all these different um, ideas that all came together. The um, Most of the crazy ones, though, came from me. <laughs> <laughs> the slide in the lobby <laughs> from the second floor yeah. to the first floor, that was something I thought would be kind of cool, you know. I looked at a lot of different online, a lot of different cool office spaces and you yeah. know, just got a lot of ideas, you know, some yeah. of it from some of the Silicon Valley um, headquarters and different places. But, you know, a sure. lot of but even Google doesn't have a treehouse. Come no, on. Right. No. <laughs> Watch no, out, Google. Wish yeah. Farms is in town. <laughs> hey, Gary, what? Um, I know your granddad, he immigrated um, to Ellis Island and in New York. What do you think um, he and your father would say if they visited visited wish farms headquarters today oh their minds would have been totally <laughs> blown <laughs> this uh this is not uh you know the world they came from you know the, the yeah. produce or even the world i right. grew up in in the produce business i remember starting out in the old um building on the farmer's market that we had yeah. on the railroad tracks that was um your dad uh, worked with you over there as well yeah yeah, yeah i worked for my dad and my uncle both um yeah. i started in 1974 you know oh. I started unloading trucks, unloading trucks of berries, unloading trucks and pushing a hand truck. And everything was manual back in those right. days. It was just, just the modern um, facility we have here would blow their mind. The, yeah. the packing facility and the modern cooling we have and the yeah. size and the scope of everything yeah. we're doing. Yeah. It's, um, it's just totally out of this world. I'm sure they're... They're looking down, very proud. Oh, I love that. I'm sure. I'm Do you sure. think, Gary, working with them as a younger man and and kind of a very conventional, just, I mean, they're obviously hardworking folks coming from New York with the push cart, and now you've really grown this into quite the enterprise, and seeing your personality through these ideas for the headquarters, going into an industry perspective where you're really involved personally 
with a man that's running a large business, um, you're involved in a lot of the aspects. You're you're kind of a leader on the curve of innovation and branding and marketing. Um, just do you think your your family would have had any foresight on that? Just the way you did business back then, or yeah. you've really just taken it as your own? Yeah, no it it it's evolved. the The branding aspect of it. So back when I started, there wasn't branded produce. Right, I mean, right. maybe with bananas, you had little, little stickers. stickers. Yeah, yeah, you had Chiquita and Del Monte and, and right. those. But it, for the most part. Produce wasn't branded. You know, strawberries, mm-hmm. we used to sell them in little green um, baskets, the plastic baskets. Yeah. And it didn't have any identity of who it was from. So that all changed in the 1990s when um, clamshells and mm-hmm. uh, labeled products started and came into being. So that was kind of the beginning of, um, for us, where we, we had a brand. You know, when it was back in those days, it was Wishnatsky and Nathal. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, when we split from our New York partners, I, you know, we, they took the name Nathal and Nathal for New York. And I, mm-hmm. I chose Wishnatsky Farms for our Florida operation. And the reason Wishnatsky Farms made sense back then was because the trade knew us as Wishnatsky. Right. So I didn't want right. to lose that identity. Right. But throughout the early 2000s, I really, I, I said, you know, our brand doesn't really stand out on the shelf and I said, you know, I think we can do better. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started looking at um, actually changing the company name and, and logo and, and coming up mm-hmm. with something that was more um, consumer friendly and right. eye catching. So shortening the name to Wish Farms, you know, I, I thought was you know a good step. And I went to my family, I talked to them about it, mm-hmm. and they go, what are you thinking? You're going to change <laughs> yeah. the name of the company of your grandfather, right. you know, his legacy. And then that's when I thought about it for a while, and I said, well, wait a minute. When my grandfather first came to Florida in 1929, uh-huh. none of the growers or people here called him Mr. Wishnatsky. They all called yeah. him Mr. Wish. I feel like I've so, heard growers oh reference gosh, him that yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah. In, 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 the, in the industry, you know, truck brokers people say send a truck over to wish so yeah, it was perfect. like a, it was it really was a natural thing that's sense. wonderful yeah so the the branding aspect of what we do is i mean that's just came about in my generation because of my dad's generation and my grandfather i mean branded produce wasn't a thing i mean right. you know you know you sold it and and you know, that was that was it yeah so today though you know, consumers, you know, they remember your brand if you have mm-hmm. a good brand. Yes. And if you have good product, they remember you. Yes. And if you have bad product, they remember <laughs> you. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's why a few years ago I said, you know, I changed our mission statement. It was some long, drawn-out mission statement. Yeah. I said, we, I got we need something that everybody understands and make it, keep it real simple. Mm-hmm. So it's provide the best-tasting berries oh it's yeah. easy yeah and it's very yeah. simple and um yeah. hopefully everybody gets it yes. because uh, you know that's one of the things i want to drive home with all of our partners you know both with our growers and our employees that that's that's what we're about yeah and yeah. you know Back in the old days, if you sold a bad box of berries, nobody knew who you were. <laughs> <laughs> so there might have been a pro to that. You're, you could have been anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> no one know. But they now, know now. Now they yeah. know where to find us. We're right on yeah. the interstate. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, so we can't hide anymore, Gary. Gary, with your, um, you talked about your clamshells. And, um, you know, when we go to the store and we, we buy berries and we're looking, which farms, you, you your logo stands out. 
Yes. Obviously, 100%. But the really cool thing is the QR code. Yes. Can um, you expand on that? Because if if I'm not mistaken and, and, and I wasn't crazy, it came to life <laughs> on my phone, right? Yes, if you have our app, the, the Wish Farms app, and you yeah, hover it over it. it yeah, it'll it'll yeah. start dancing for you. I love it. Yeah, I, um, in fact, um, just on the iPhone, I had it on, you know, how you take photos and you just hover over it. Right. Even without the app, uh, the video came up. Oh, cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. So that's part of your brand, your marketing that that really sets you apart. Well, yeah. thanks. Well, the whole QR code is, was built around traceability because yeah. back in the early two thousands, when we we started um, this traceability initiative, the the industry was just focused on getting traceability on each case, mm-hmm. but that didn't get down to the consumer level. Uh, so we took the whole traceability thing to another level back then. Right. With and we started out actually with QR codes early on, and consumers back in two thousand six or seven, whenever we started that, didn't really know what they were all about. Right. So yeah. it, we kind of failed with that. We actually were getting less feedback with the QR codes than we were with them. Oh. And then, but now a few years ago, we switched, switched back down. because now it has become greatest comeback yeah. ever. The QR yeah. code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. It's true. Oh it's wow. True. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's um, it, it's really helped us with our traceability. So now every clamshell, every QR code is a unique number. Oh, and okay. we can trace that clamshell all the way back, in most cases, to the, to the grower and the time of day and, wow. and where wow. it was picked and yeah. who picked it. That's amazing. So we know all the way back to the picker in the field that when we get feedback now from consumers, we, we have very specific um, information we can trace it back to. And, and we, we like to share that with our growers yeah, and sure. share that with even the pickers sometimes, that, you know, about the job they're doing. You know, and believe it or not, most of the feedback we get is positive. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one one common denominator with the feedback, you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought initially it was going to be mostly all negative. Right. People take the time. But the truth is the feedback is, is all p- about passion mm. because if you're going to take the time to tell a a strawberry company or a blueberry company or whoever it is, you know, about the job they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty yeah. passionate. You either really right. loved them or you really hated them. It's <laughs> great. That's, it's been positive. True. So it's yeah. been a great investment. And I'm sure that's been a, a pretty significant one. And Fortunately, it, and we get more love than hate. Yes, yeah. Good job. Right. Gary. You're, you're definitely on to something. Yeah. Um, is that QR code on all of the berry packaging? Every berry that we have now has oh. the QR code um, and, and the very similar um format and layout so we're, we're tracing back everything so, you know some things are more granular than others but um everything gets traced back to at least the grower in the region where wow. it's being picked that's yeah. great speaking of multiple berry packages can you kind of talk about the transformation from even the new york days to now berries of all sec or all five berries now um and kind of what that's looked like through the years yeah so the um the history where we yeah. Back when we started, we were um, just selling the local produce here in Florida and shipping it up to our New York partners and other um, wholesalers around the country. Mm-hmm. So back in around 2011, we made a very conscious decision that we were going to focus solely on berries mm-hmm. and okay. the vegetables. And it was kind of painful to me at the time because I grew up you know, marketing all the different vegetables, yeah, right. peppers and cucumbers and squash yeah. and everything. <laughs> and 
we actually had to refer growers to competitors that were marketing those things because we said, you know, we're, we're just not, we're not doing that anymore. We're focused on, you know, we have our California strawberry operations that we started about Mm -hmm. 15 years ago Mm -hmm. for the second time, but uh, we did back in the nineties, but about 15 years ago, we, we started in California. We, um, became year round blueberry suppliers. Um, we're growers here in Florida, but we're also marketing from all over North and South America and then raspberries out of California and Mexico during the winter and blackberries, the same thing, blackberries and all up the East coast during the summertime. So yeah, that, that was a big transformation for us going from a vegetable strawberry, local marketer to a, a national marketer of all the berries and, and being 52 weeks a year and all. Right. Wow. That's amazing. amazing. It is. That, that really is. So when, when we're done here, we can still get them coming yes. from California. Oh yeah. 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 We're, we're oh, never sets on the yeah, right. wish farms, berry empire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Raspberries, blueberries. That's right. Tell us about the new, yeah. you call it a pine berry, Gary. Yeah. Tell us how that's going. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a technically it's a strawberry, but it's um, it's it's more on the lighter color side. Tastes are is a little different. Everybody gets a little different profile. I agree. I sometimes get a little peach or pear. Sometimes you get a little pineapple. Pineapple. Sometimes yeah, but it's and I've also noticed every berry has a little different flavor almost. So you never know. It's it's kind of interesting. It's a very interesting piece of fruit. But we kind of look at the pine berries as kind of the celebrity berry. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. I mean, just think about it. You bring a charcuterie board to a party and you right. have pine berries on there. People go, wow, what's that? What that? Yeah. Right. So it, it's like the new yeah. kind of it's getting a lot of buzz on social media and across different platforms. We're seeing all kind of traction right now. So How did that get started exactly for those that, that don't understand the pine berry? Everything, everybody thinks well, straw looks like a strawberry. Shouldn't it be red? Yeah, so back in the two thousand, early two thousands, or maybe late two thousands, around ten or eight or ten, I'd, I'd seen some articles in um, in some of the trade papers about yeah. uh, some growers in Europe that were growing uh, this strawberry. They were calling a pine berry that was uh, more white in yeah. color. And I was very intrigued by it. I mean, really cool looking fruit. You know, it was, it was white with red seeds right. and just yeah. like a reverse um, look. Yeah. And so I was very intrigued by it. And, uh, you know, I started talking to Vance Whitaker and he was already on the, uh, he was already on it when I started talking. I think it was around 2011. I said, Vance, you know, what do you know about these? And uh, <laughs> he says, I've, I've got some, some white strawberries from uh I got some seeds from Japan. Yeah. It's actually, but this, this white strawberry was actually native to South America. They're still oh, okay. growing them down there uh-huh. in South America and, and Chile. Just saw an article the other day about that. Wow. Uh, some legacy growers that are still growing some wow. old varieties there. But that's where the white strawberry first came from. Okay. But Vance Whitaker, the University of Florida breeder here, he t- had those seeds, grew out the seedlings, and then started doing crosses with the with the Florida strawberries to come up with a variety that was um, yeah, more conducive to our climate and right. to you know this area here. So he he came up with this variety. That it's it's called Pearl is what was named, yeah. and it's available to all the Florida growers now to to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're growing them in California also. The fact that we're Florida growers, we're allowed to yeah. grow them out there. Right. So we'll have them um, not quite year round because it, the type of berry it is, it's not um, 
it's not what they call a day neutral that will grow in, in the fall when the days get short. So, but, but we will have them probably all the way through the late summer. Yeah. But, but I want to point out one thing when people see something different, like, right. a, like a white strawberry, <laughs> yeah. or they go, oh, my God, it's a GMO. It's, right. No, it's not a GMO. Right. Uh, the, the, it was a, totally hybridization, natural crosses. So it's just how we, we breed the red strawberries and come up with new varieties. They, they just cross-pollinate flowers and um, new things are, are yeah. created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So, so they're just wow. growing off the seedlings, and every one of those little seeds you see in the strawberry is a unique variety, which yeah. a lot of people don't know. It's about yeah. 200 seeds on a strawberry, and if you grow yeah. off every seedling, Every one, every plant would be a little different, yeah. but just like children, they're all <laughs> a little different. <laughs> and and speaking great. with Dr. Whitaker, um, you know, just from time to time and, and, you know, that I, the more you learn about the breeding process, it's like, this is all just natural crossbreeding, like yeah. Mary mentioned. And the weight of finding that next great variety on Dr. Whitaker, Whitaker's shoulder. I mean, there's thousands of crosses done every year. So the, it is an incredible process. And it's great that you all just do such a great job yeah. and effort to make sure that that standard and that variety is being grown to its greatest potential. Yeah. Yeah, the whole University of Florida breeding program, I have to say it is, is the premier strawberry breeding program in the entire world. I mean, the, the way that they're going about it, they're, they're using genetics in a way that not, not to use GMOs, but they're using it to, to further selections yeah. so they can identify which um, of these seedlings have the right traits. So when they go out there and put a, a, a planting in the field with e- all these individual new varieties, mm-hmm. they can kind of narrow it down to the ones that have the best chance that have the traits they're it looking is. for. It's crazy. No, they're doing a fantastic yeah. job and, and new varieties are coming along uh, faster and, and we're getting better and better at what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And Gary, tell us too, just so consumers can make sure they're getting wish berries, but w- tell us what you named the white berry on your label. Oh, we call them pinkaboos. Pinkaboos. I, <laughs> I love, love it. it. <laughs> and that's just a little uh, fun with the, the fact that they have a little pink blush yeah, to right, them when they right. get ripe. And it's kind of just a fun label, you know, sure. it's kind of very kid-friendly, and we yeah. find that a lot of yeah. kids really love them. Yeah. Uh, my, my grandson, yeah. uh, Joey Little One, really, he, he goes crazy for them. <laughs> They're interesting, so, for sure. Gary, also, when, when someone buys your berries, a portion of that amount goes to supporting in the community, right? Can you oh, yeah, tell us have, a little bit about that? That's really, I don't think, you know, people need to know that such a, a wonderful place and how big you are, you do give back. That's right. Yeah, we have yeah. the Wish Farms Family Foundation, and we okay. commit three um, percent of our bottom line every year wow. that that we fund it with at least that much. Yeah. So, and we, some years we do a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's um, we we try to you know do our part in the community. We support you know, local food banks and um, RCMA, which is a yes. uh, for early childhood yeah, education awesome. for yeah. for yeah. low income and migrant kids and. Mm-hmm. We do other, you know, other things like last year, our charity event, Pixie Rock benefited the uh, Crisis Center of Tampa Bay. Oh, this wow. year, yeah. we, we have the Shriners is going to be, Shriners Ho- Children's Hospitals oh, is going to be a major um, beneficiary of it. And nice. As well as um, Feeding Tampa Bay's new, they're, yeah. they're working on a capital campaign to build a new facility there yeah. in, in, in East Tampa, which is really going to be something else. Great, great. Pixie Rock's quite the event. I came last year, and it's you, yeah. you, you feel like you've stepped into a different realm. You're like, this is one awesome party right here on i <laughs> But just the detail, and I mean, your yeah. team just is amazing on pulling together and making things happen in an easy way for the visitor 
and just the experience. So thanks yeah. for all you do on that front. Yeah. Amber Maloney, who heads up our marketing team, she does a, a, a great, great job. job. My son, Nick, he's a PR manager and yeah. he chips in and we got Haley and Morgan there. They're, they're, they do a fantastic job of putting yeah. everything together. And it's, it's a lot of work and a lot of planning. But um, last imagine. year it really came together. But this year, just wait, November. Oh, any, any sneak peeks? I got peeks? the email. Yeah, yeah. November the 12th. Okay. Any ideas Saturday. you want to share? Uh, I can't share any entertainers just yet. <laughs> just yet. But, but it's going right. to be really over the top this year. Oh, it's, awesome. It's our 100-year anniversary. So you got to do it. You got to blow it out. Make yeah. it really special. That's yeah. awesome, Gary. Thanks. Yeah. So and touch on, real quick, your your wife wrote a book. In fact, I... I I read it, the, the child book. It was so cute. Um, Misty the Garden Picture. Yes, it's, and it, it's got a rhyme the whole way through it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, we did that a few years ago. She's um, put it together. A friend of mine, uh, Joey Donovan, he did the illustrations yeah, for great. us. And, yeah, it yeah. turned out really nice. And it's just a nice little piece yeah. for kids. And just, you know, it's, you know, it, it's not really a, about Wish Farms. It's about yeah. Misty and yeah, kind of yeah, tells yeah. her story and about pixie pete the bad pixie <laughs> <laughs> and, and she had on there it said he may need a booster at some point That's later right. I just, I got, it was great it was good it's, it's incredible good. to me working within the strawberry industry that you know ideally i think some of these businesses and folks leaders in the industry want their families to be involved i mean wouldn't that be the ideal dream yeah. american dream but true honestly and truly the Wishnatsky family other families in the industry the next generation truly seems to show some interest in being involved not out of obligation, but out of true talent. So I think yeah. you see that here at Wish Farms as well, and that's super exciting to me. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is, you know, we, we try to make sure that um, we get the right people in the right roles right. here. Right, that's critical. And, and we have a really yeah. rigorous hiring process. So all my family members that are in their current <laughs> roles, they all went through the hiring that's process. The same thing, right? <clears throat> that's, that's right. That's great. <laughs> that's good. So. That's My son-in-law, good. James, he runs our sales. Uh, James Peterson, he's yeah. our vice president of sales. He he does a fantastic job. He's really good at what he does. And mm-hmm. uh, telling a friend that, you know, when, when he, we first hired him, yeah, he was working in the sports marketing field. He worked for the Cowboys and for, really? the, for the Rose Bowl. Very cool. And he was, you know, marketing wow. suites and, you know, high-end um, tickets and stuff. <laughs> and when I told a friend about hiring him, I said, you know, I put him through the hiring <laughs> process. He goes, well, did you make him take that test before or after the marriage? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I said no. It was after, and he was. Yeah. <laughs> he passed with flying colors. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, great. Goodness. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sure we could stay here probably half the day. There's, there's so much. So maybe we can do a part two. Okay. We yeah. can do yeah, that. Love that. Um, but we, we really, we really appreciate um, the opportunity to be here with you, Gary. And remember, to all of our readers, no farmers, no food in the field magazine, and make sure. You get wish berries, yeah. right? That's right. All right. Thank All right. You. Thank you so much, Thanks everybody. For Thank you. Thank you.